Hello, everyone, and welcome to Freckled Foodie and Friends, a podcast focused on making healthy living approachable, hosted by yours truly, Cameron Rogers. By now, you've seen me talk about this plenty of times on my Instagram, but of course, I'll say it again, not all dairy alternatives are created equal. Unfortunately, lots of them are loaded with extra ingredients that we actually don't need in our daily diet. Fillers, gums, sugars, and much more. That is why I'm the loudest and proudest fan of Elmhurst. One of my favorite facts about them is that they were actually established in 1925, but they say they were founded in 2017. They were the last standing dairy farm in New York City, and they decided to pivot into plant-based dairy alternatives, and it is now the fastest growing plant-based beverage company on the market. Personally, I am a fanatic for their unsweetened milks, which come in almond, cashew, hazelnut, walnut, and oat. I swear there is nothing, and I really mean nothing, okay, fine, maybe other than milk, but no dairy alternative that froths like the Elmhurst almond or cashew milk. Every morning, it is a part of my espresso or matcha latte, and I have never turned back. To get 20% off your first order, online use code freckledfoodie20 at elmhurst1925.com hey guys it's cameron i am not at samsung i'm actually in chicago this is our first oh no i did a boston our second remote recording in a different city i'm here in the mush office with the co-founder and ceo ashley thompson welcome Thank you. Thank you for having me, Cameron. Oh, my God. Thank you for welcoming me into these office buildings. I was telling your colleague because he let me into the bathroom. Like, these are huge. This is not New York style. Like, everything's industrial in Chicago, and I love it. I know. The brick is amazing. So amazing. I'm staying at Soho House, and it's it's just 10 times the size. Like, the ceilings are huge. It's gorgeous. I'm really into Chicago right now. <laughs> me, too. The space is a, is a plus, for yeah. sure. I, I'm sure. I'm very sure. Every I joke that every visit I do, I text my husband. I'm like, I love the city. Should we move here? And I texted him when I got here. I love Chicago. And he's like, I get it. Enough. You know, we have a nice place. Can <laughs> I you get just get over hint. it? Yeah. It's I know. fun. Everywhere I go, it's the New same York's amazing, though. It is. It, it, I, I totally That's take it for granted. That's probably my favorite city. Really? Yeah. So did sure. you move here for Mush? I moved, I actually moved from New York to California where we started Mush. And oh, then right, because I knew from, it was in California. Yeah, we started in Southern California um, for a number of reasons. The The biggest one being that a lot of the, the early adopters of health yeah, and wellness are in California. And mm-hmm. so we thought if we're going to sell cold oatmeal, yeah. <laughs> um, which is, was kind of like selling ice to an Eskimo four years ago, then we're going to do it somewhere where we think we'll have success, which is why we picked Southern California. True. And then you just relocated to Chicago? We recently? relocated in June. Okay. Um, so we're moving. That's quite a change. Yeah, huge. <laughs> I, but for the better. Like culturally, it's a better fit. Mm-hmm. Our manufacturing is in Wisconsin. Okay. Um, and so being close to manufacturing is super, super important to me. Just staying close to the product, of the course. integrity of it, iterating, innovation, et cetera. Um, and then our investors are here as well. And so getting their mind share and time yeah. is super helpful. Um, mm-hmm. Peter's right upstairs, actually. Oh, so, really? And yeah. there's something to say of putting like a face to a conversation, not just over the phone. Totally. And actually going in and seeing the manufacturing Building process. Rapport. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Yep. So we dove in a little bit of what you're doing, but first, how would you define success? Gosh, I love this question. Um, Thank you. So I used to think of success as like 
I used to just try to picture what my life would mm-hmm. look like when I had success, but I've really, um, I've come to understand as I've gotten older, more mature, and have really thought about it, that success is really like finding enjoyment in mm-hmm. the journey of yes. things. And to me, a successful life would be one where I just continuously evolve and improve. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not necessarily like us selling the business or me getting married or having a family. I don't kind of quantify it like that. I just think about if every day I can improve a little bit more and mm-hmm. I can evolve as a human and come closer to truth, which is really important to me, truth-seeking, yep. um, then I'll have lived a successful life. Um, I really enjoy that answer. Yeah. You're the first one with that. I'm always curious because <laughs> everyone's just so different. Yeah. And that's why I love asking the question. Yeah. And that's something I'm actually actively working on is not so much focusing on the finish line, but enjoying the journey to get there. Totally. Um, De- detaching from the yeah. outcome is really, really important for, for happiness too. Mm-hmm. I recently heard a podcast and they explained happiness as the joy you feel in pursuit of your highest potential. I and that. I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. Like, and I never think about that. No, it is the journey though. Like the stuff, totally. the suffering, the work, the, the ups and downs. If you can find um, purpose in that, mm-hmm. then you'll have lived a great life. I agree. And I, I just talked about this on my Instagram, but my whole thing was, you know, there's this, what is your ex quote unquote? It's I'll be happy when X happens. Mm-hmm. And if you're so focused on that, asset of x the second you get there no one really enjoys that moment you get like five minutes of happiness yeah and then you you all of a sudden have a new y and then the y becomes z and then we're back to a yeah and so exactly what you're saying if we can just enjoy the process of getting to whatever a goal might be it's okay to have goals yeah but still finding happiness and fulfillment in the journey is so important totally marry the process divorce the outcome and um you have like so what, many good quotes no i well i'm a, i'm such a quote <laughs> are you quote fiend i was gonna say something really inappropriate That's i'm okay. a quote fiend um say it. uh no but i was thinking like when you do when you do define success as i'll be happy when or i'll be amazed when mm-hmm. um like that when you reach that moment in time when you have achieved that it's really really fleeting especially yes. for people who are already aware that they want to be successful like you're probably the type of person where you climb the mountain you're like okay what's next yeah mm-hmm. that so you have to enjoy climbing the mountain instead otherwise of you're the just, view at the top yeah otherwise you're literally just in pursuit of an asset that you can't claim totally and it's all superficial in the end and it's fleeting like it just mm-hmm. it it you you're yeah you, most of the time you're you're doing the process not the outcome so you, you might, might as well, well enjoy yeah. it yeah <laughs> and so we were talking before we started recording a bit of our similar backgrounds yes. in Wall Street I'm curious you were also doing sales and trading at Goldman yep I know for me personally my definition of success has changed tremendously since you know comparing what I used to think while I was there to where I am now do you feel that same way or were you always really great on trying to enjoy the process. No, I was awful. I was in (laughs) such like a a rat race when I was Mm -hmm. in New York and I could kind of feel, I was just honest with myself about my level of happiness and I could tell that I wasn't happy even though I had achieved a great job. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I had a boyfriend. I had a nice apartment. I had a great, you know, paycheck. Yeah. And I was still a psychopath. Mm-hmm. No, I talk about it all the time. Like I used to have these depressed depression spells and I suffer from really bad anxiety. And I talk about that all the time on my platform, but I 
would just have these breakdowns at night out of nowhere. I'd be hysterically crying. I'd feel so lonely. I'd be so upset, angry, sad, like all the emotions at once. And I'm like, this is wild because if you look at this on paper, I went to a great college. I graduated with a great GPA. I have an amazing family. I have an awesome boyfriend, now husband. I live in this great apartment, great job, great paycheck, and I'm still just sad. Yeah. Like, that's when I knew there is something missing totally. and it's passion. It was passion for me. Totally. Same here. Yeah. I like, I knew probably six months into my job as a trader that I was not passionate enough mm-hmm. um, about like the markets and the actual I could job. Have cared less. I know. Could have cared less. Like it's, it's so, and I, and I'm a learner. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. I'm a curious person, but like market movements was just not my thing. And yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm really going to fail if I can't get passionate about this and I just can't force it. And mm-hmm. I couldn't. And I stayed for, you know, three and a half years. But it was like, it was a tough three and a half yeah, years. Yeah. And that's how I felt too. It was so interesting because, and I feel like just from vibing with you, you were probably the same. Like I was doing really well at my job. Totally. I was getting these amazing accolades. Like I was getting, we get ranked, ranked really well, paid well, all of that. But I knew every down second we had, you know, on those days where nothing was happening. Yep. I was reading food blogs. I was on the infatuation. I was like scouring Eater NY. And then it clicked. I have never once thought, should I be looking at what's happening in the muni market? Like what's going on in all this? Like people really cared. You know, Puerto Rico was a huge thing when I was working there. So totally. it was like Illinois and the school board of Chicago. And obviously I was reading it because I had to, but I wasn't naturally gravitating or, yeah yeah I no wasn't I was the same way I would go I would like kind of like hide it in the corner yep. of my screen and then eventually I was just like fucking I don't care <laughs> I look <laughs> at my that, screen and not there and that's when I was like I should probably go I know that was I, it, it got to the point where I was like I can't even hide this anymore I like know. I had started I had actually started uh was short-lived a um, fashion blog. Oh, really? And was doing fashion stuff. I had like an Instagram. I don't talk about it much. It was like for six months. And I was like, no, this isn't me either. Because I like was like showing off my body and Mm -hmm. like all the clothes. And I'm like, ah, it's really not my passion either. I love fashion though. Yeah. I'm obsessed. But, uh, and then I I took it for a different turn and got got into food. So I would love to learn about how you took it for the turn to get into food. Sure. Yeah. So, um, kind of started, I guess, early on in my childhood, my older sister was diagnosed with type one diabetes and that was super impactful on the family. I'm sure. Um, it completely changed the way we eat, the way we think about food. And for me, it sparked a curiosity between, um, nutrition and mental and physical well-being. Mm -hmm. I had seen how detrimental like regular food could be to someone who has a disease like her. Um, but then also, okay, let's take that a step further and see, is it detrimental for people who don't have diabetes. Mm-hmm. And I really just became sort of obsessed with health and wellness. I've, I've always been sort of yeah. an obsessive person with everything that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was an avid runner, so super active. And so, you know, go throughout my high school into college, running a lot, eating well, cooking for myself, um, you know, and just not really thinking too much of it. And then I got to Goldman and I, you know, 630 in my seat. Mm-hmm. So I would run 
literally, no same. joke, five to 10 miles before work because I was a psycho because I wasn't happy. So I was just We're on running. the same page. Don't worry. Okay. I wasn't so, at 10, but I was running like five. <laughs> right. At like 4 a.m. 4 a.m. Yeah. Where would you run? Camp. Yeah. The 5 a.m. Berries. The 5 a.m. Berries. Yeah. <laughs> we probably were hanging out. We probably, didn't even know it. Probably. Yes. Um, I would I would run on the West Side Highway. Same. Because I lived in Fidei. Okay. So we were like probably running towards each other. That's but so honestly, funny. I was always kind of scared to run on the West Side Highway that early. I know. So- and a guy at my desk was like very concerned about my well-being 24-7. And he would like yell at me if I got to work. He'd be like, well, what'd you do this morning? I'm like, yeah. I ran. He's like, where? I'm like, the West Side Highway. He's like, was Joe with you? Like, Fuck, no. So if I could pull Joe out of bed, or he works out in the morning. Now he's right. up before me. But it was like so early for him. He didn't yes. have to be up that early. Right. So if I could drag him, but otherwise I would like go to the gym and just sprint on a treadmill like a crazy person. Same. So I would either mm-hmm. run along the West Side Highway if it wasn't too, too cold or um, or go like run to Goldman and then yep. go on the treadmill. And people like I was there for like two hours and mm-hmm. people were just like, what is she doing? Anyway, so I did that. And, um, and then I would get to the desk and like I would – I had like a canister of oats in my Mm -hmm. desk and I would just like take some, put it in a cup, go get hot water from the little pantry, get a banana and yogurt. And like sometimes I wouldn't, I I couldn't eat. Like it was just so busy. You know, Mm -hmm. you're writing up like a, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, little blip about the markets overnight in Europe and blah, blah, blah. And the mornings are so chaotic. And I was like, why the hell? Like everyone's cold pressed juicing, everyone's eating Quest bars. No one oh feels God. good. The Quest bar, the epidemic Quest bar of epidemic, sales and trading, insane. And I'm like, my guys, stomach was a mess. Yes, we would eat them every day. Bloated. Oh my God, like cranky, so constipated, so bloated, constipated. but like still farting. It's a joke. <laughs> Literally, like we used to eat them all the time on our desk, and it was just on. And like you're joke. in close quarters, oh, like you yeah. don't need people having no. stomach issues, no. right? So whatever. I was like, this is so fucked up. Yeah. Like people aren't eating well. And then never mind the like everyone talking about Obamacare and the mm-hmm. socialization of healthcare and blah blah blah. I'm like, guys, the problem is not healthcare. The problem is not any of this. The problem is that we don't eat well because we don't have good options. Yes. There are no options that are convenient for people who are on the go, high performers, seeking, you know, better mm-hmm. for you options. There aren't any. Like, I, I still can't think of a lot. No, there aren't that many. No. I mean, there are definitely ones that try to act like they are. Mismarketing is so, many. so prevalent. Like the greenwashing. Insane. However, Insane. there aren't many that actually do. No. And you know it's so funny, because and this is why I'm so excited to have this conversation with you, <laughs> because for so long, I used to make overnight oats on Sunday, and I would, like, you know, meal prep. I was a meal prep psycho. Like, yeah. my Sunday spent Same. in the kitchen. Yeah. And at one point when I was considering leaving JP before I had started Freckled Foodie, my husband and I were like, I was just constantly thinking of what I could do. I had so many different ideas, just wanting to get into different spaces and creating a packaged product was one of them. And I was thinking, what the hell could I make? And overnight oats was one of the things. So I'm so happy. I never would have actually gone through with it. (laughs) I'm so happy that you did because now it's one of my favorite products in the world. Thank you. So so I interrupted you though, but But I want you to keep going. (laughs) No, so I mean, that's basically, so I'm coming to work. I'm bringing overnight oats Mm -hmm. in. My boss, Darren, is like, what the hell are you eating? Like, why? But then by the end, did you get everyone on your page? Of course, people were like, oh, Darren was like a parfait 
crazy person. He would eat one every single day. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people in sales and trading are creatures of habit. It's everyone insane. I know because you have I mean, to. Too, you but- don't. You don't have enough like mental bandwidth to yeah. not be. It's decision fatigue. Yeah, totally. Because mm-hmm. you're just exactly. So anyway, so they got it, and I was crazy about oatmeal. You know, after running, etc. And one day. It was like we had just gotten our a bonus mm-hmm. in February and I was feeling feisty. Oh yeah. And I'm the best day. <laughs> the best day. And I'm I'm pretty impulsive uh, anyway. I, I think I've That's tempered surprising. that a little bit. Oh, I'm so impulsive. It's insane. But I my like thought differently. My personality is wild. <laughs> but I'm impulsive and my father's an entrepreneur. So it has kind of always been in the back of my head I want to do something on my own and mm-hmm. I knew I knew totally at that time that I didn't want to stay in sales and trading. So I was like, I can't get addicted to this bonus. Yep. Um, and I I need to find something else. And I really think there's a white space with this overnight oats product. Yeah. Like, why hasn't anyone commercialized this? And now I know why no one's commercialized mm-hmm. it because it's fucking hard. Yeah. But um, so I got that idea in my head, obsessed over it for a while. And then, I mean, a lot of stuff happened, but within like two months, quit my job. Holy shit. And moved to Southern California. I followed my fiance, who was an ABC all at the time. Um, so followed him out there with my co-founder, who I met at Goldman, um, Kat Thomas. Mm-hmm. Amazing, uh, amazing young lady. And we we went out there to pursue our wow. dreams. And did insane. you guys quit Goldman at the same time, you and Kat? No, she quit. Uh, she probably stayed like a year and a half and then quit. She was in the London office. Okay. Um, she moved to uh, Florida, Miami, to mm-hmm. work for a private healthcare company. And then she's actually the one who introduced me to my fiance. Oh, really? Yeah, I went to visit down in Miami. I loved Miami. I love Miami in general, mm-hmm. but I would go all the time to like escape the New York craziness. Yeah. And I love the beach and sun, et cetera. And so I went down there to visit her and a couple of her friends who had also quit Goldman and moved there. It was wild. And um, like, what is this world? I know. I was like, do they know something? I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I went. They did. Yeah, mm-hmm. they did. Um, it was the best decision ever to to take that trip. But she had a barbecue and introduced us there. They had gone to school. They had gone to college together. That's so, so fun. Yeah, small little world. But I, anyway, yeah, I think I have a lot of mutual out. friends with Kat. Oh, really? Because she played lacrosse, right? She played lacrosse at Duke. Yeah, I played lacrosse at Lafayette. And so a lot of overlap. Oh, then for sure. It's a small community. It's everyone knows everyone in the lacrosse world. Yes. Um, But when I first found out about you guys, I was like looking it up. And then I saw the two of you and I was looking both and I was like, oh my God, this is like, I'm like, played lacrosse in college, worked in sales and trading. I'm like, this is my uh, other path. Yes. Yes, totally. Yeah. So... That's how we we ended up in Southern California. Got it. And then we started at, we started selling it at farmers markets. Like we didn't know what to do. So another yeah. quote that I love, um, and I again, all of these is repurposed content. Um, this is from Mark Zuckerberg, who probably heard it from someone else as mm-hmm. well. Nothing's original anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he said, "Start even if you don't know how." And like, really, there you can get this paralyzing fear when you start so something much. new. You're just like, what the fuck do I do? Mm-hmm. And my like best piece of advice is like, just take a step in any direction because even if it's in the wrong direction, you'll figure it out that it's wrong, yes. and you can you can pivot and iterate off of mm-hmm. that. So we started in the farmers markets. And sorry, but what year was this? Just this for was reference. okay. So this was. Um, the second half of 2015. Okay. So we moved, so quit my job in like 
um, April, moved out in June. Same. Really? Mm-hmm. April um, 27th. April 27th was my of, last day. of 2018. 2018. Yeah, okay. so I'm like okay. pretty recent. Yeah, pretty recent. I know. Good for you. I'm still working on Congrats. like re-triggering my body of like yes. my psychoanalytics and just like behavior. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's not normal. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a work not. in progress. It's okay though. It we'll get be. there. You can you can retrain yourself yeah. to be normal. I've definitely, I've honestly <laughs> come a long way. Good for you. Like I'm a different human. I would yeah. like to think my family probably thinks differently because they see the worst of me. So but funny. I have, I have changed. Good, good. Um, so you were in farmer's markets. So we were in farm. So we started in farmer's markets because we didn't know how else to start. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like, uh, as crazy as it seems, overnight oats, like, oh, what, how complicated could a cold oatmeal be? Like you mm-hmm. just package it and go. It's very complicated when you don't want to use certain ingredients like preservatives, yep. added sugar, um, artificial flavors, uh, even course. natural flavors and natural colors. We don't use anything in the product. We're really dogmatic about the way that we the designed best. it. Yeah. Yeah. You have an incredible ingredient list. Thank you. Incredible. That's the most important thing to me because I, I don't want to be another one of those companies that Mm-mm. says, hey, this is super healthy. And I know deep down, like we're just pumping it yeah. full of shit anyway. I so. just had a breakfast that was like, I ordered, I was at a restaurant and it was a chia seed pudding sort of bowl with like Yum. A cereal on top, yep. banana, toasted coconut, and I got a side of peanut butter. And yes, obviously that is still a great option. Yeah. But when I was eating it, I know you I'm can like, tell. this is Skippy or Jiffy <laughs> yep. peanut butter. Which is delicious. Yeah, delicious. <laughs> but like I don't need but all that. added fructose shit. corn syrup. Yeah. Totally. Um, totally. The chia pudding was so sweet. I'm like, there's probably so much, so sugar, much sugar in here. So much. And like the puffed brown rice cereal had a layering underneath it of cinnamon sugar. Yeah. So yes, I ate the whole thing. I'm fine. I'm not going to die. No. And I'm okay with it. But it's just another one of those things where ingredients are so important. And yep. I think our universe is so greenwashed. It's even like the notorious on the trade floor. Oh, I really want a salad for lunch. And you go get a salad and you get romaine, shredded cheese, ranch, breaded chicken, croutons. I'm like, just get the burger. It's, it'll be better. Yep. Honestly, you'll enjoy it more. Totally. And it's... This, you, you're basically eating a fried chicken sandwich. Totally. When you restrict, but then like pretend that yeah, it's not, it's, you get into like a losing. delusional, weird state. Yeah. And then you're not even satisfied. I'm like, what no. What was that worth? No, totally. And you might as well just like enjoy what you want to enjoy. I agree. Totally. So, um, but yeah, we, it, it took, we iterated a lot on the product. Okay. For the first, I would say six to nine months, we were selling like super intense farmers market goers. Yeah. It was insane. That was like the and hardest thing I've ever this done. In your apartment? No, we were we could not. We That's wanted to. We, yeah. we were not allowed to. Um, we made it in gosh, we went to so many different places. We first we our first place we started in a bakery that had extra space that we could. So we like rented out like a little corner in Mm -hmm. this like co-packing bakery facility. It was kind of like lucky, but we searched whatever it worked. Mm -hmm. Um, Then we moved to um, another shared co-packing sort of facility and still continued to make it ourselves. And then we got our own facility after that. But that was a long journey. Yeah. Um, So we started making it. It had a seven-day shelf life. It was like overnight oats that you make in your house. Like no no pasteurization technique. Trying to to figure out how do we extend the shelf life. We were putting like food-grade hydrogen peroxide on the – we were hand – 
like uh, grinding, squeezing the almond milk. Oh my gosh. Trying to extend the shelf life of the almond milk, thinking that it would extend the shelf life of the whole yeah. thing. Whatever. We just, we did so much. And then we came into, we um, discovered HPP, what which is, is high pressure pasteurization. Okay. Because the whole thing was like, we're not going to use uh, preservatives, but we're also not going to heat pasteurize because overnight oats are meant to, they're, they're never right. heat, heated. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So we didn't want to heat pasteurize and we didn't want to use preservatives. And we actually went to the National Food Lab in San Francisco to like talk to them about developing it to commercialize it. And they're like, yeah, that's impossible. And we were oh, like, great. We're going to fucking do this. I like, I, it gave me like so much energy to just be like, I'm going to prove, prove you wrong. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is absolutely possible. You just have to think creatively. Very similar people. <laughs> yeah. So we finally figured out HPP. That's what extended our shelf life um, without the use of preservatives. And then it was kind of off to the races there. Like we got a package that was retail ready. Um, mm -hmm. It was super basic and like looking back, so embarrassing, but um uh, yeah, but at the time, that's what you have to exactly. You just you have to get something out there sometimes. If you're not embarrassed by the first iteration, then mm -hmm. you've you've released whatever it is too late. Like you yeah. should be highly embarrassed by the first thing that you put out. Oh my in god! The world. When I look back at my first content, <laughs> right? Like, what was I even? I mean, some of it's still <laughs> very relevant. My first post ever was the burger at Happiest Hour and a tequila cocktail. And it was like best burger cocktail combo in New York City and I still kind of stand by that and like that is still content I would post totally but like the the vibe the photos the editing everything I'm just what was I thinking like you have to start but you somewhere. have to start somewhere and also if you're waiting for it to be perfect then you're gonna wait too late and you're gonna miss your opportunity totally and I always say that I'm like just put yourself out there. Yep. Try something. Yep. It, it cannot be perfect. No, it won't. It never will be. I mean, we're still changing the fucking packaging. Yeah. Like we I still iterate on it. I can't think it. of it. It's like perfection is the, uh, like, don't let perfection get in the way of the process. Of what, I forget what it is. I'm yeah, not good like, like you that. with words. No, that's okay. <laughs> I forget words all the time. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, you can't chase perfection yeah. in pursuits like, or like journeys like this. It just doesn't work. Cause then you'll do nothing at all. Exactly. Like, would you want to do another quote? My gosh. Like, would you rather do, um, nothing perfectly than something imperfectly? Like yes. don't do that. nothing because you want to be perfect. Just, like, text me all of these things. I've got a whole list. Pocket. It's called principles. Okay. Um, and I set them aside or uh, principles and then quotes and they're kind of yeah, it's great. I'll, I'll send we'll be you texting some. a lot. Yes. So um, you've clearly grown a ton, this company, because I'm like, I found out about you guys probably a year or so ago before you were available in New York. Um, and I just feel like it's continued to blow the F up. And I love watching it. Yes. Like now every store I walk into around me, when I see it in there, I'm just so happy because it's Thank a product you. that I truly love and believe in. So can you tell us for people listening? I don't, you know, my listeners are thankfully like all over. Where are you guys available now? Yeah. Oh, great question. So our distribution is predominantly on the coasts. Okay. Um, we will be national at Whole Foods in March. So That's in a amazing. month. Yeah. So everyone will be able to stop by. We'll have four flavors. One of them, an exclusive flavor, shameless plug, but no, exclusive plug away. flavor, strawberry, <gasps> which is a I new one. one. Yeah. Yep. Um, I had the exclusive snickerdoodle. Delish. Oh my God. I know. I love snickerdoodle. Delish. And I have a snickerdoodle butter from Ground Up PDX. Yum. It was a. Did you pair them yeah, together? Of course I did. Yeah. With in in typical foodie so style. Good. Yeah. <laughs> 
So everywhere yeah. Whole Foods soon. Everywhere Whole Foods soon. Um, we are we're in Publix. We're in uh, for our Southeast listeners. We're in Wegmans for the New York Metro, mm-hmm. um, Shoprite or like Wigfern, which is New York Metro. Um, we're coming to Meyer for our Midwest folks. Okay. Um, gosh, where else? Can you get them online on your website? You can get them online. Oh, so everyone can get them. Eatmush.com. Yeah, you can get them online. Um, it, we're, we're, and then we'll be in Costco, actually. So oh, my God. Would value. you ever do like, bi- oh, no, you can't because you would probably, if you did like bigger size, you would lose so we didn't, shelf life. Yeah, we didn't okay. do bigger size. We did more units Got to it. a pack. So it'll be an eight pack um, okay. of our top That makes two. sense. Yeah. It's going to be great. Um, really, just like expanding tremendously. It's insane. It's been a roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah, but an awesome one. Yeah, super awesome. And I have an amazing team, as you can see. Everyone I've worked with from your end, like on the team, has been incredible. They're amazing people. Shout out to Maylie because I talk to her a lot. I love her. She's great. She's a sweetheart. Um, Where do you see, again, I love that you're seeking happiness in the journey. Yes. But I know, obviously, I would. You're, you remind me of myself. So I'm assuming you have specific goals. Yeah. Where do you see this company going and growing? Oh, my gosh. So I think um, our my main focus right now is profitable growth. I mean, mm-hmm. and that I guess, you know, that's like a lot of business stuff. But I want, I guess, bigger picture. I want to continue to push distribution for our current product line. Mm-hmm. Um, really passionate about this first product that we release and think it's going like we have a tiger by the tail. Yeah. So why not just run with it? So I'm really excited about that. But we also have a ton of innovation in the pipeline, which I'm really excited about. We've got some more um, better for you on the go breakfast options coming. Awesome. Um, Because breakfast, like for whatever reason, good or bad, truthful or not, Americans think that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I would, there are arguments for it. And I, I, believe that especially yeah. because I sell a breakfast item so <laughs> it's I the most should believe that you eat. it absolutely is the most <laughs> important meal of the day but um uh but uh but it's the most skipped meal of the day because oh, of time totally because right of time everyone's rushed in the morning yep so we want to continue we think that there's a ton of um like white space or opportunity totally. there and then as well like Breakfast has not evolved no. in America. Like cereal, cereal floods the sh- the shelves still, yeah. and yogurt. It's like cereal and yogurt. Mm-hmm. What else do we eat? And bananas. And this also, like, we're finally seeing some changes in cereal, but like, we're still eating tricks and cinnamon toast crunch and totally. puffs. Totally, and we're now seeing a lot of innovation that is like kind of like mm-hmm. dressed up pig. Like, yep. it's like not healthy for you. Yeah, and they're like every posing granola, it like as ninety percent of the granolas out there. Yeah, like it's why insane. Are you loaded with canola oil, canola and oil, like sugar, sugar. Yeah, and totally. like every other iteration of sugar that you can get on there without actually putting the word sugar. Yep, coconut yep. sugar, nectar, brown like, rice syrup, even like monk fruit stuff. It's like it, I don't digest that well. I don't so I like stay monk away from fruit it at all. Yeah. The taste is awful too. It's, sorry, yeah, yeah. it's okay. Um, so, um. More product lines that play around in the better for you on the go breakfast mm-hmm. space. 
Um, but I mean, we ultimately want to be like a national brand with yeah. lots of great revenue um, and, uh, you know, a profitable brand. Like mm-hmm. we're not at all, we're not VC backed. So okay. we've taken a very different approach when it comes to our growth. Yeah. Um, more organic growth. Isn't Sarah um, team, like family investment? No, we, we've taken on two like different parties. So Mark Cuban was our first investor. I didn't know. Were you on Shark Tank? We were. Oh my God. <laughs> we were on Shark Tank. Was that, I don't, wait, I have so many questions now. <laughs> Holy shit. How did I not know this? Because I don't talk about it. Were we you never, so fucking nervous? The most. Okay. So you said you get anxiety. I don't know. I don't like, maybe I get anxiety. I'm like, I'm socially a little bit anxious. I okay. think like deep down inside, I think mm-hmm. I have a little bit of social anxiety and um, I'm not articulate. Like okay. this is maybe the most articulate I've say, ever you been. Seem very articulate. I'm not, for and someone especially all these quotes, like, and I can't think of two words. No, public speaking is like okay. the worst for me. Um, I've had like some really botched experiences. Okay. I, I try to force myself to do it so I get better. But anyway, you should read my aunt's book that I was telling you. About. I know I'm going to because yeah. that's her I'll purpose. Text it to you. Okay, yeah. I'm definitely going to pick it up because I like I like pass out. Like okay. I stopped like breathing. It's like what? It's How odd. the fuck did you go charting? <laughs> you if if they had filmed at the bottom half of me, I like wore these like flowy pants, which is not a good look on TV. And now I know. But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, shit, don't look good. But anyway, um, my pants were like quivering because oh my, my leg was shaking. And so thank God they didn't show that because mm-hmm. it was just be like it was so apparent that I was so nervous well, Kat crushed it so. she was great she's yeah. much better like being in the the spotlight etc but I it was it was a I mean it clearly experience. went well because you got an investor it did. so it went incredibly well um and Mark was so like um so gung-ho mush loves the product mm-hmm. loves what we're trying to do he is so supportive he's an incredible investor I was gonna say is he uh, still an investor in yeah still an investor it's amazing he's incredible um and really really helpful like he helps with a lot of bigger picture things issues yeah. or problems that we're trying to solve which is really great he's not like an in the weeds kind of guy yeah which um, I wouldn't expect no and we I don't need yeah, that wait. I don't want anyone swimming around exactly. in those weeds <laughs> side note real quick do you yes. watch Grace and Frankie no. Do you know what it is? No. What the hell? Okay. I'm sorry. I'm like, I live under a rock. No, no, no. It's if okay. I'm not making or selling oatmeal, I'm sleeping. Wow. Good for you. First of all, this is why you've had so much success. Not like me watching Netflix every five hours. It's a show on Netflix. Okay. It's really funny. It's Amazing. Jane Fonda and Lily. I want to say Tomlin. She's from SNL. Okay. An older woman. Her famous skip was like one ringy dingy. Anyway, you would definitely recognize her. They, it's this Netflix show. It just came out the sixth season. And basically the premise you find out in the first episode is that these two women are polar opposites. Jane Fonda is, you know, like prim, like yep. drinks all of her martinis, like Botox looks amazing. And Lily Tomlin is like kind of like this like hippy dippy woo woo woman, Frankie. And they're married to two lawyers that are partners, like at a law firm. Amazing. The first episode, they sit them down and the men tell them that they're actually gay and they've been in an affair and now they want a divorce Stop. to marry each other. So the two women are now left without like their houses. So they move into the beach house like separately and then they realize that they're both living there because they had shared a beach house. Right. And so it's the evolution of their friendship. And it's really an amazing show because they're polar opposites. It is so funny. It's just such a 
good show. Yeah. But this episode, they create these products like later on in the show and they created a vibrator for like old women with arthritis. And this year <laughs> they created a toilet that like actually like helps you rise up. Cause right. Grace, you're older. Yeah. She got stuck on her like younger husband's toilet. And yeah. Couldn't get up. And so they went on Shark Tank at the end of the season. And I kind of thought they were just like saying they were going to go on, but they fully like, they made it seem like it was real. So like they went in and they did this whole thing with the judges. And one of the judges now, actually I used to cook for when I was doing like private chef stuff. No way. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, what? He's on this. And then the joke was that Grace wasn't allowed to accept money from Mark Cuban because her husband was pissed because he's like, I guess wealthier than he was. Yeah. And so Mark's like trying to invest and he's asking all these questions and Grace is like, no, 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 sorry. Next question. Like, come on. um, (laughs) Who's the Corcoran woman? Barbara. Barbara. She's like, Barbara, don't you want to buy this? And like, she's shutting down Mark Cuban. That's hysterical. It's a total tangent. But no, you should watch I love just it. that episode. I'm going to. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing sounds intriguing. It's a really good show. That's so cool. So you killed it? A shark tank. We did. I, I don't know how. I mean, other than we were prepared and we weren't trying to, again, dress up a pig. Yeah. I mean, we were really trying to do better for the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they can see they can see that. So they picked up on that and having the finance background, not coming in asking for an insane valuation. Like we were pretty humble and modest about it, given all the work we had done and Mm -hmm. what was on our plate. So it went incredibly well. Mark was so enthusiastic. He gave us, um, you know, money and an unlimited line of credit to fund purchase orders. He was great. And then that carried us through for a year. Um, you know, we we kind of cash flowed the business. We have great mm-hmm. margin and just run run it very well. I was going to say the um, margins must be pretty good. Yeah, the margins are good. And we just, I mean, we've had to grow organically. Like had mm-hmm. we grown much quicker, it'd probably be tougher. It's just that's the way it works. But um, we were able to manage it. And then we recently, actually last year, got an investment from Peter Rahal, who started Rx Bar. Oh, cool. So Peter and Jared, his co-founder, and then Sam, who was like their right hand and led the sales efforts at RX. So all three of them invested and they are incredible. That's awesome. And they, I'm sure, have so much knowledge. Oh, my gosh. They're so smart. They all bring um, such unique perspectives and different skill sets. And they're just so helpful. They're awesome. I have one question regarding the specific product. Yeah. Are you? Do you guys ever use like a specific almond milk, or are you actually making the almond? We milk? make the almond milk. It's almonds and water. Would you ever partner with another? Br- of course. Yeah, I'm, I'm just like you know brainstorming some yeah. like, brands partnering, and that'd be so for fun. sure. We actually use um, so plug for Intelligentsia, but we use Intelligentsia's coffee. In oh, our you do coffee and coconut cream flavor. Yeah, so we like, like to partner. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, no, that's delicious. And it's Intelligentsia really, I mean, is all such good, good product. All the honestly, like. Weirdly enough, the vanilla bean is my favorite flavor. Yeah. Because I love to just like load up. Like I'm a big topper person. Like yep. if you see all my photos on my Instagram that are bowls of mush, I've got like blueberries and bananas Fruit. and honey and almond butter and like yep. everything on top of it. Yeah. But it's also just delicious on its own. Yeah. No, but vanilla is like a good my, base. It's, it's such a good base. Yeah. Totally. So good. I know. It's delicious. And the dates in there, they're just good. Everything. Everything yeah. is so good. Thank you. Um, and how do you feel now that like a couple more companies are doing similar things? Like not really companies, but you know, like Trader Joe's. You've yeah. seen the product. Ugh. How did I, I've <laughs> always wanted to know. No. How were you in that moment? 
Um, with Trader Joe's, you know, it's exciting for us. So imitation is the highest form of flattery, right? Another quote. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm a huge believer in that. Um, I, I think it's amazing because the overnight oats category is still really, really new. Yeah. So if people, if, if other, uh, businesses are starting to spread awareness of it and they're doing it in a great way, like the Trader Joe's product is amazing. It's delicious. Um, you know, so long as people are having good experiences with this new category, mm-hmm. then I'm all for it. Like the bigger the the, the consumer base grows, the more we're going to grow. So yeah. I don't I don't view competition in the same light as like a lot of people do. People mm-hmm. freak out about like new yeah. products and new things. If we're if we're providing a high quality product at tremendous value, we're going to win. So. I agree. Well, it'll be fine. It'll all be fine. But yeah. I always, when I first saw it, I was like, <gasps> yeah, no, this? I mean, I'm happy. No, I'm I know. happy. I know. And Trader Joe's, I mean, they, they do such an incredible job with so many of their products. Like, it, yeah, they, and they're smart. Like they they're catch really on. Smart. They're like, this is a thing. Let's do it. And they're yeah. quick. It's and cauliflower epidemic. It's insane. Cauliflower everything. Oh my God. I mean, like, I'm not about cauliflower everything, but I am about the cauliflower gnocchi. It's good. Everyone loves that. And is there a sweet potato one too? Yeah, I can't have that one. That has flour in it. So it's not good. Okay. Yeah. But they did just also come out with like a kale one. Okay. I haven't had like a kale cauliflower. I haven't had it, but the cauliflower gnocchi, I do keep in our freezer for like if I have six minutes to make dinner. Yeah. I do that, spinach, and then like the tomato sauce. Yeah. Delicious. I have loved learning so much about you because you're you are a very interesting person. What you said, like I'm get well, no, because I'm picking up on very <laughs> similar traits to myself. I'm still like shocked about the whole impulsive thing because that just really yeah, I don't know so why. Funny. Yeah. For me, because I think you know, you said you can be obsessive, and I feel like you're detail oriented, yeah. and driven, yeah. So the impulsive thing is surprising to me. You know, it's it's impulse when I have like super strong conviction. Okay. So I'm not like, yeah, it's it's not like reckless impulse, yes. although I can be a little defiant. Okay. I'm like slightly I have this like yeah, weird right. like complex. you don't want to be told what to do. Never told what to do. I that is like a no no with me. If like if you do, then I do the opposite. Okay. Like almost almost detrimentally. Yes. Like it's not if you're a healthy, cooking, will you actually follow a recipe? No. Okay, neither. No, that's why I can't bake. No. Because I will never follow a recipe. No. And even with Mush, like they told me I had to stop like coming in to help because they were like, you were the one who made these recipes and you don't even yourself follow yes. them. Like, get the hell out of here. Get out, woman. Like when we're innovating, I'm like, oh, just put like a dash of this. And they're like, yeah. dash? No, we have to measure this out in grams. It drives this, me it's my nuts. my hardest thing about yeah. my company of like, recipes yeah because people are like well how much salt how much oh my god i don't know grind the salt pepper like yeah yeah so (laughs) it's funny because i'm trying to grow my igtv cooking yeah i keep saying this so now it's gonna happen but (laughs) i've done a few episodes and my friend was recording them and she asked well how do you cut that i'm like i don't know you just do that and i'm showing her i'm like just do that She's and then she goes, How much of that? And I said, Eh, you know, like this ish much. She's like, All you say is do that and ish. And so I'm gonna make a cooking channel <laughs> called Do That Ish. Because that is how I cook. I love that. Thank you. Do that, do that ish. ish. You need to trademark that immediately. I, I know. Fuck, I have to get, stop talking about it on my podcast. We can do get it. we can get my lawyer on the phone. Amazing. <laughs> I need someone like you in my life. Um okay, so all of these amazing traits about yourself, but what would you say your favorite characteristic about yourself is? Oh my gosh. My my favorite characteristic of myself, oh, it's a tough one. 
I would say I love that I'm a learner. Mm -hmm. I think that like this idea, and I really, I do feel this way. I feel like I can learn my way out of anything. Which is why I've been able to make the decisions that I've made. Yeah. Is that how you graduated from Columbia in three years? I had to throw that in there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I learned my way out of school. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Well, that was just a crazy period too. But yeah, I feel like I can learn my, I have it in me. It's like within my personality Mm -hmm. kind of inherently, but also the way I grew up and what I've experienced, Mm -hmm. I feel like I can learn my way out of anything. And I think it's one of my superpowers. It's a total superpower. Yeah. Do you right now have hobbies on the side where you're active? Like, you know, I know people try to learn new languages and I made this goal that I clearly like not gave up on, but kind of forgot about and haven't done where I was going (laughs) to learn something new every day. That's like so aggressive. My whole thing was I just, I don't know if you feel the same way. Actually you have a team, so it's different coming from, a trading floor where the yep. news is so important yep. and you're talking about 24 seven CNBC is on TV at all hours. Yeah. Yep. So we knew everything that was going on. And now I work by myself in my apartment. I don't ever have the news on. Yeah. And it's very easy for me to know everything that's going on in the Instagram world and have zero idea what the fuck is happening in our economy or our world. Totally. Like my husband came home. This was now, obviously, before it was what it is now, but the coronavirus. Yes. And I, I go, know. what are you even talking about? He's, Do you live under a rock, woman? So I'm trying to I be had better. a similar experience. Yeah, I, was really I, embarrassed. I was invited to speak at a finance industry summit because mm-hmm. like they wanted to connect finance to entrepreneurship, yep. whatever. I don't know why I was there. But anyway, um, it was really great. It was for my high school. And like the first thing that one of the other panelists said was a coronavirus. And I was like, shit, what are they talking Literally, about? Literally, I was so I, embarrassed. I I was like, I guess it's some virus that's broken out well, somewhere so in the world. Right now, what the Dow Jones is? Oh, forget it. No idea. Markets so, are up. Yeah, that I, know I know that. I know that. It's so, booming. No yeah. kidding. <laughs> my, I know that from my mom. My old boss, if he listens to this, he's going to kill me. <laughs> oh, my mom will call me all the time. My mom used to be an investment banker. Okay. And I always say she'd be the worst trader in the world because if she sells like a stock that my parents hold, it's all I hear about. It's like, well, if we had held on to it, I'm like, the world doesn't work like that. You sold it. Move on. Move on. <laughs> and she'll still, like, she used to call me all the time and she'd be like, well, the markets are doing this. Like, I'm like, mom, I know I work in this industry. I don't care. I don't and care. Every once in a while, she'll still do it. Okay. I really don't mom. care now. Mom, she listens to all these. Um, hey, mom. Yeah, hey, mom. <laughs> so I need to, I don't know if she's tried mush. I got to give her some. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Get her on the mush train. I will. I, I try to get everyone on the mush train. I'll send her some. I got my cousin on the mush train hard. She's like, where can I get this before it was in stores? Um, well, on the East Coast. Back to food. Yep. And to close. Yeah. Which I feel like I could literally talk to you for hours. This is so easy. Same. Thank you so much. Of course. What are the three ways to your heart through food? Three ways to my heart through food. Um, okay. It's probably gonna be quite different from a lot of the answers that you Yay. hear. So I'm such a utilitarian when it comes to food. Okay. Um, like I've always kind of I eat to just live like I don't what no yes I don't understand people like you I know it's really odd but uh, there I've changed I have changed over time to, to try to yeah well, like if you're going to a restaurant you won't like look at the menu before. no 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 now okay now okay. but <laughs> I grew up where food was a means to get energy okay. and move on it was not um there wasn't a ton of family time around food yeah. um you know 
my family, there's five kids. So okay. food was always a little tight. Yeah. Um, and so it just like, it wasn't superfluous. It wasn't thought about mm -hmm. whatever. So I grew up with that mentality. So I really, a way to my heart is like really, um, like wholesome, hearty, satiating foods mm -hmm. like oats. Yeah. Um, or like, gosh, what else is really satiating? Like quinoa mm -hmm. or like lentils, like really basic foods yeah. that are really filling. Love that. Um, I love chocolate. Love. That's my favorite food. Oh, my God. I eat chocolate all day, every day. It's insane. I love chocolate anything. Mm -hmm. Like, just the richness. The Like, you can tell that it's made with something super sweet and something bitter. And mm -hmm. the contrast of that is a way to my heart. I love that. Um, and then, gosh, another way. I don't know. You can just have two. It's okay. I can have two. Yeah. I really, I, I think. We can just say mush is your third. Mush is, okay, fine. Mush is my third. It's the third way <laughs> to baby. my heart. It's my baby. And I'm so proud of it. It's such an amazing, in my opinion, amazing product. It's it helped a lot of not people. not just your opinion. So thank you. I'm so amazed by you. I know this is our first time meeting, so it sounds weird, but I'm so proud of you. Like thank you. doing this, I know what that leap of faith feels like. Yep. And to see such, such success is truly remarkable and really encouraging. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And best of luck with thank you so all much. of your ventures. Thanks. Everyone go get their mush. It'll all, everything will be in the show notes. So don't you even worry about it. Perfect. Bye guys. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. I thoroughly hope you enjoyed it. If you could be so kind, I would greatly appreciate a rate and or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. Currently, this one's available on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please subscribe to make sure you're up to date with new episodes coming at you every Friday morning. If once a week isn't enough of me, please follow along on my most active social channel, Instagram. Find me, my unedited videos, recipes, random rants, and info for all my other social channels on there at Freckled Foodie.